Thank you for rocking with the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. It's your boy, Good Life underscore Russ. Thank you for tuning in every week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for us. You can find us on Facebook at Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. You can find us on Instagram at Good Kickback. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Good Life underscore Russ. You know where you at, Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. It is a podcast about mental health. It is about blackness. It is about art. It is about growth, progression, but most importantly, it's about healing and conversation. Um, we got a very special guest in the building. My boy done been on shows already and done poetry shows and seen him with the dip around the city. So he's going to let y'all know what he got going on, who he is, and just a little more insight. What's up, brother? Yo, yo, yo. What's going down? Uh, this is King Luce right here. So y'all can follow me on all social media platforms. That's King Luce on Instagram, K-I-N-G-L-U-C-A-G on everything. Uh, Facebook, you can look me up under Spencer um, Strain, like the cannabis strain. You can find me on there. Um, And then also, like I said, I am a Black owner of a business called Dip Drip. I make all the dips in the city, Buffalo Chicken being the most popular. Got the Rotel, Philly cheesesteak, whatever dip you want. And if you went to edibles, I can make infused dips as well. And you can follow me on all social media for my business at Dip Drip LLC. That is D-I-P-D-R-I-P-L-L-C on everything. Wonderful intro, brother. Wonderful intro. So uh, you also do poetry like we were speaking on. So uh, you tell me you got some events, you got some things you're a part of going on. Oh, yeah, I de- definitely do got a few shows got lined up right now. So tonight, December 17th, um, I will be at Double Happiness. That is on South Front Street. So it would be me, my bro Bear with the pen. You got the wonderful Queen, the street poet. Mm-hmm. Um, this dope poet goes by Nye. And of course, young Jacob, King Jacob. Okay. Mr. I'm not a poet. Okay. Yeah, a couple of those people I haven't heard. So that's that's awesome, man. I, I hope that show goes really well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely uh show starts at eight. Um, doors open at eight and it closes around midnight. But they said, of course, until whatever time. But I do go on around 1030. So definitely check me out and come kick it with the game. And I know you get a lot of love for just making sure you record the shows and making, you know, making it accessible for the artists to go research and the people at home to see. So that's that's a lot of love, man. That's that's a dope thing you're doing. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I definitely, you know, like I said, I embody the word support. I wrote a poem about it. So support, I turn it to an acronym. I am your favorite, super underrated poet, possessing outstandingly raw talent. So if you haven't heard me yet, you know, definitely if you follow my Instagram, you'll have, you know, plenty of videos of me performing my shit. Um, Like I said, I've done plenty of open mics here in Columbus. I've done some also in uh, Philadelphia as well. You know, I've done a couple of them. And I do plan nice. on back around my birthday in March. So Okay. That's dope, bro. 
Yeah, I yeah. think uh, poetry is one of those things that where we can connect with each other, but also we can express ourselves and heal and, and hear other people's work and growing now. So it's it's a lovely uh, it's a lovely atmosphere. What got you into poetry? Uh, that that is definitely a great question. So I started um, writing poetry in two thousand seven. Okay. Um, so. I'll take take a story right back. So back in 2006, I went camping. Um, got to meet my best friend of over 15 years, and we still rock it to this day. Nice. So in 2007, right after high school, right after I graduated, I wrote a poem called "The Struggle." So it was basically me battling my inner per personal demons. You okay. know, like I said, mental health being a big thing for me. So. I was okay, going yeah. through a lot with my depression, anxiety. You know, I feel like I wasn't loved or, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't feel like I wanted to be here. So mm -hmm. uh, when I wrote that poem, I ended up posting it on Facebook and, you know, didn't think nothing of it. I'm like, okay, this is like, you know, my first poem and, you know, I don't know what the reaction, but after looking at the comments, I had like at least over 50 comments at the time um people yeah, just, you know encourage me like man you really got a talent for writing um you know you need to keep this up and everything so i was like i appreciate it mm -hmm. so and funny enough my very first tattoo is a line from that struggle poem so mm. it's an original that nobody can take because i wrote those you know right. bars. that's dope bro that's dope. Yeah, poetry. I started writing when I was younger too. Poetry, um, it's always an outlet. You know what I mean? It was something that helped me express myself when I didn't know how to express myself. And sometimes I just wrote for fun. Sometimes I just wrote fantasy and it helped me transport myself to a different place. You know what I mean? I, I became the story. So yeah, poetry is powerful. I, I, I do enjoy uh, seeing your growth. You know what I mean? Seeing the pieces seeing a lot of people around the city who's been doing this shit now for some time and going harder in it, keeping consistent with it, but also, you know, researching, practicing, getting advice from other poets. So, yeah, yeah definitely uh, excited, excited for what you're doing with poetry. Uh, uh, my fault. No, but you yeah, go ahead. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, you know, just like after I wrote, you know, my first two poems in 2007, 2008, because I followed up with the struggle part two, mm -hmm. um, which again was dealing with my personal mental health um, and dealing with my inner demons. So I took a break, you know, from writing because even like I said, I got a lot of outpouring overwhelming support from everybody. Like I didn't think, you know, I didn't feel like I had that confidence or what have you to really kind of go through and pursue like going out to these open minds. And mind you, I've dealt with, you know, social anxiety disorder. So me growing up with Asperger syndrome, you know, mm. I had trouble really, you know, socializing with people, you know, making new friends. And it's a piece that I wrote called Darkest Enigma that basically talks about you know, how I went through going through school, being bullied. Um, like I said, a lot of personal demons that I'm dealing with and everything. But like me getting into the poetry now, I came back in 2017. 
Okay. And nice. wrote The Struggle Technically Part Three. So, but what I end up doing with The Struggle Part Three, which we called it like over 10 years later. So I went from turning it into my personal struggle and then talking about police brutality. Because mm. again, in general, if you see around the world, we're dealing with a lot you know, of that police brutality, you know, unarmed black men and women. And that creates anxiety in us too. Just seeing a cop is anxiety. Oh yeah. And and then just like for me, you know, when I really got back into it in 2017 and, you know, of course I shared it to Facebook, everybody gave me the same reactions I was getting, you know, 10 years ago. And I'm thinking like, okay, I guess, you know, when is my time to go on the mic? Now, mind you, yeah. I came and met you at Free Love back in 2017. So yeah. it's like, I just wanted to kind of sit in the crowd and observe like all the great talents around the city. Yeah. And, you know, getting to know all the different artists and everything. And shout out my bro, uh, VA Visions. So yeah. he's basically the one that kind of got me out to these shows. Word, Visions is my guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I just remember, like, of course, I was driving at the time. We would drive up to, uh, what was it, Ruby Tuesday? Yeah. Where we're at it. Um, and just kind of, like, seeing what the local creative scene was about. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I could have been ready to spit my bars. But you already know, I'm, I was nervous. Uh, and it's timing. It's all a timing thing. Sometimes we think we're ready, but we're not fully prepared for something. We just got to keep practicing and training. And then you'll know, like like I'm sure you knew, you'll know when it's time. You won't oh, yeah. be able to not spit these poems no more. You know what I mean? But yeah, that time, bro, that time was love because uh, we weren't even trying to, we weren't trying to do any of that. We were just a bunch of people that came together. Like we need more art. We need more poetry and music around the city. Like our shit though. You know what I mean? The shit we like to listen to, the shit we putting out. Like we need to be promoting each other in these arenas. So that movement and the fact you was there and you were humble enough to know, like, all right, my time is coming. That's how we win. Like, those are the ways that we get better. You know what I mean? Those are the ways in the end we're like, okay, I'm glad I, I sat on the bench when I did because now that I'm in the game, like, I'm not coming out. I'm about to I'm about to win. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's – it's a right now is a good time for Columbus poetry, man. I really – it's something me and Be The Poet talk about. Shout out my brother Be The Poet. But we talk about just making – taking Columbus poets national like because I think we have national talent you know what I mean I think we got global talent for real for real but it's gonna take so much work and supporting each other the shit we already doing bro so I think we got a good shot and I definitely agree um like just all the poets I got to hear you know even before I started performing in 2018 at honesty hours so it's just like dang like, and just imagine I'm about to be joining, you know, this group of mm -hmm. local creatives and poets and everything. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, like I said, back in 2018, shout out to my bro Forte. Um, mm -hmm. When I went to Honesty Hour and did my very first poem, and I'm never going to forget. Got up there. I even practiced, you know, memorizing my very first ever poem. So me holding the mic and then I just felt my whole right arm just shaking my whole right leg was just trembling and everything and i'm like man 
It's a big ass crowd. I'm like, I got to spit in front of these people. But of course, as time you know went on, I started being more comfortable with my writing. And yeah, I do ask you know my peers and whatnot after I write a certain piece. Um, I share with some people. You know, shout out to my bro Muff D. He's one of you know one of the people I value. You know his opinion on certain pieces. And I know he says, okay, you, know, right. you know what piece to choose, but yeah, I need that reassurance every time. So yeah, yeah, and that's support. That's why we have friends, and that's why we, you know, have peers. Like this, it's good to hear that. And we can't always gauge and judge ourselves. So we need other people to kind of like, yo, how did you hear this? Because it might be different than how I'm hearing it. You know what I mean? And that's how shit get better. Honestly. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, um. I feel like right now what we got going on is a lot of people still are healing and finding themselves. And then through that healing, through that growth is where this new poetry is going to come from. And with me, like what I like to do, cause I used to have that same like issue. Like I used to be batshit <laughs> afraid of public speaking. Like that was probably my, one of my worst fears I had. My phobias was public speaking. And I don't know why at the time, cause I do it a lot now, but then, it took me so long to, to bridge that gap with poetry. And I've taken breaks from poetry. Like, I wasn't writing one time for, like, seven years. And then I would go back to writing and try to revisit the work I was working on, get new work. Shit, one time, some little kids stole my book bag out of my car, bro. I had, like, five notebooks of poems in there, but I lost everything. I had a backup phone with poems on it, lost everything. I had a little flower in there, some money, nothing crazy. And I was just like, damn, y'all could have kept all that and left the notebooks. I was more hurt. I lost the damn poetry. Like, right. I was like, my notebooks. Like, why you take them? Y'all can't do nothing with that. I mean, that, that's I why, you know, and I, I feel like that's poetry. a part of you being taken and everything, so. <laughs> but at that time, I like anyone would be, I was discouraged. I'm like, shit, I've spent all this time, did all this work, now I got nothing to show for it. You know what I mean? So I took another break from writing. And when I, I, that was maybe like a few months. When I came back to writing, I had so much energy and, and anger and frustration. And you dig? Like I put all that into my new writing. Like it literally created a new style. Like how I write now. I started getting into that. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, and I understood like why I was writing this way. Cause for me, I still, even when I used to hoop, like I still get them butterflies. You know what I mean? And at the time, I thought I was nervous, but that's that's not what it is at all. Like those butterflies in your stomach, that chill you get in, that nervousness, it's your soul. It's your soul telling you like, this ain't no drill. This ain't no game. This ain't practice. This is the real thing. Like all that practice and preparation you did, now it's time to put out. Like now it's time to show what people couldn't see you doing. Now here, you know, project what you've been working on. So when we look at that as nervousness, it gives us more anxiety. It makes like, why am I so nervous? Like it creates more anxiety. But when you just look at that as you pinching yourself to show yourself you ain't dreaming. You know what I mean? Like you reminding yourself, I hear them bells, but this ain't no fire drill. Like this is real live action. This is real time. I got to come through for myself. So when I started getting those butterflies in the beginning, I'm like, I got to figure out a way I can I can counteract this in my writing. So now what I do with my writing is I start my pieces off real slow and particular. I say some delivery words, see how that feels, see how the crowd reacts to it. Once I get that, they with me, now I'm, we about to get into it because I know y'all listening now. I know y'all here with me now. You feel me? And some pieces I just used to go in, bar, bar, bar. Like, soon as it start off, it's just bar, 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 bar. Niggas is like, whoa, like, damn. <laughs> 
person now right. come in, just like a person having a conversation with you. I shake your hand, yo, nice to meet you. I'm such as a, and then I get into it. Like, and then this is what we talk about. We talk about racist police and fucking slavery and heal. Like, I get into it. You know what I mean? Because now you here. We used our indoor voices. Now we outside. So now I'm about to project my voice because my voice needs to be felt. Like when I write, when I when I recite, I want the ground to move. Like I want the neighbors to be like, yo, looking in here, like what's going on over there? Like I want this motherfucker rocking because my peace is the energy's in the peace too. I couldn't just get up here like like the energy is in the peace. And when I bring that energy, it comes out of me. So then we start to live our writing. Like my writing starts to be how I would have a natural conversation. But when you hear it in that poem, it's poetry. Like you don't, it, you ain't going back and forth. I'm having the whole conversation. I'm telling you everything that happened, and then I'm gonna end the conversation when I'm done, and we're gonna move on to the next piece. You know what I mean? Because it's gonna be so much good poetry. I don't need y'all getting stuck with mine or remembering mine. My shit is just to make you think. My shit is to make you question things you never questioned before. How you live, how you move, shit, how you write. You know what I mean? I've changed my writing five times. And I probably will still change it as I grow and evolve. My writing will grow and evolve. So all of this is like life shit too, bro. It'd be healing for me. Like I'd be needing this poetry shit. And when I can come out and see other people healing and giving poetry, like, like I'm I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good space. Like I, it's a good time for me. For oh, yeah. sure. Absolutely. So, and for, like I said, for me, you know, it's kind of weird that like how my writing process is though a bit uh -huh. but so like for the most part whenever i get inspired most of the time it'll be like through a song or whatnot uh okay. like for, take for example infatuated desires shout, of course shout out to my favorite artist the goat raheem devon who by the way has a new mr midnight remix single that just dropped today so i recommend that y'all stream it on all platforms I'm just a huge fan. Yeah, go but, download that piece. Yeah, definitely go download that bitch. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> he don't stop. <laughs> so, but yeah, like, listening to some of his songs kind of got me inspired to, you know, write that Infatuated Desires piece. And then I'm just, like, thinking, like, okay, I'm starting with Desire. He has a track called Desire. So I'm like, where do I want to go as far as with that subject? And then I thought to myself, boom. Okay, I could talk about the seven chakras. So that's why I literally, you know, with my visual, I was giving you all the seven chakras with the different colors. That's why I said, you know, starting with the strawberries, you know, the protection fear, what the meaning is of each chakra when they're all online and everything. So, and I would have never thought, like, after performing that one, I'm like, okay, people are starting to get it now. Yeah. And there's people later on that didn't realize, you know, when I say your desire, I promise to steal your heart as my love strengthens faster for you than Popeye when he eats a can of spinach. Think about it, you know, green being the heart chakra. Yeah. So, and like, especially like with how my writing, I mean, it, and it's still evolving too. Like, I'm, I'm not done. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely nowhere done to where I want to be. So, like I said, me being inspired by other poets, you know, one of them being uh, Trip Fontaine. Shout out to my bro Trip. Shout out to uh, Trip. And then, of course, um, shout out to Mika Moore as well. So those yeah. two are like the two of the most, of course, dopest ass poets that they fierce. They fierce. 
yeah, like, and just like me studying and just, you know, with how they really get the crowd They're going. still educational. They teach you something too. Yeah. Salute both of them for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just like me, you know, I kind of look at them as my peers, though. I mean, yes, I can okay. look at other poets as well, but just yeah, them two everybody has my, their preferences. They have their favorites. Yeah, but be, them being my like two of my most favorite, it's just like, damn, like how could I take my writing? Wait, what? <laughs> Did it go off? Yeah, I, think, I can hear you, but I think the image is from. Oh, you back? Oh yeah, back. Okay. <laughs> It says something about there's no time limit or something. I was like, wait. What oh, yeah, yeah. Usually these Zooms go for 40 minutes, but mine don't have no time. We could just go. We almost had like 40 minutes. <laughs> okay, see, that's what I was wondering. I was like, wait a minute. I remember saying like the 40 minutes. Never mind. Let me just get back and Yeah, you're good to go. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, especially when I first heard Star Wars Make It More, like, I think the first time was at what? Oh, uh, Synergy? I think that was the first time, very first time I heard her. Ooh, I did a Synergy show. Those was hype. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, and by the way, we are coming back with Sly, uh, January 9th. So, shout out to Jocelyn. Pop out. You know, definitely, it's going to be at the Citadel on Parsons. You got, um, I know Mirrors do, you know, the feature. And then, I, honestly, because I'm too fried right now, there's a spotlight artist. But I know she's dope. So, but yeah. definitely come out January 9th. You know, we definitely going to turn it up for that day too. But yeah, just like, I'm so proud of the growth that I've experienced and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Like from the time I started performing in 2018 and then worked my way up to, you know, to the point like where I could start being featured out here. So, and of course, Forte gave me my very first feature at Honestly Hour with Buff uh, back in 2019. And that was like, of course, a really dope-ass experience in itself. Mm -hmm. And then those are just steps to knowing that, like, I know I could take my, you know, talents to the very next level. So come 2020, you know, I started getting booked a little bit more. So... Of course, shout out to my sis Tiffany Marie and Gio yeah. Mike. Love her. Yeah, that was definitely another one of my very dope first time features, which I still consider being a first time at the time. Okay. But like the energy there was so amazing during that <laughs> night. And I couldn't believe it though. So, but at this point, um, like I said, the goal for me is to just keep on, you know, keep my grind up. Like, obviously, seeing all of the supporters that have really come through and supported me through and through, mm -hmm. and just for them to tell me that, damn, you did a great job, or like, I really like that poem, and it's just like, mm -hmm. for real? Yeah. And, and I'll I be, I be like, pretending to shrug it off at times, too, but that's... <laughs> Just like my whole mindset and everything because of how yeah. like I deal with that anxiety and everything. I'm like, wait a minute, you really thought that was dope? I'm like, I really do got the talent out here for real though. Like, yeah, I, bro. And and like, coming into it, learning to come into it with that mindset, not the mindset of arrogance, like, oh, everybody's gonna love my shit, but like 
knowing there's people out there that's really going to resonate with this and sometimes more than others you know what i mean like we're it's okay for us to remind ourselves of those things like we're we're fucking good <laughs> right and, when, and, it, and it makes your writing stronger because now you're writing as a good writer and not someone who thinks they're a good writer and and and, and, that, and that's what i like love to see and whatnot because it's like compared to some of my like earlier writings and, and shit which, you know, at the time, I did some pretty decent yeah. ass, you know, intro poems. But, like, I would say when I wrote Love Me Black, mm-hmm. I feel like that piece and then every piece following that is probably, like, where my growth has been crazily, yeah. crazily yeah. great. You know, in terms of how I write, you know, certain things out, and it's just like, man. And then people, and then like my thing is like, I didn't think I was good at writing metaphors, but so you did it. But then it's like some of my pieces do have the metaphors that people can relate to, and you know, point out. You're on mute. There you go. My fault. You good. What call was coming up? <laughs> it happens. <laughs> but anyway, um, as I was saying, like me, the Love Me Black scene that growth has been tremendous in terms of how I've been going about with my creative writing and everything. And then like the most recent one uh, that I just wrote called Acronymically Pleasure. Okay. So my thing is, I love acronyms, right? Yeah, yeah. I think acronyms is a unique way of taking a certain word and putting your own twisted meaning of what it stands for. Yeah. So, and of course, you know, I've done it with the fuck piece that I wrote too. And people didn't think, I'm like, yeah, I got that. I just got that creative mindset. Yeah. Acronyms. So when I wrote the poem, I came up with six words, turn them all into acronyms. I start off in the beginning with two of those acronyms. You know, I basically start off basically talk about AO bitch. Yeah. So, and then like when I spell it out and everything of what it stands for, and then I like go back to the actual piece because it's like you could. Your mind Same. thought you knew what this meant, but you don't know what this means. Right. And it's just like, when they break it down, I'm like, you can say it either broken down or if you take away the acronym, it's still a bar. Yeah. And I'm, and I think to myself, I was like, damn, did I just do a double? Double entendres. Like, so I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm starting to like pick it up a little bit more though now. So, yeah. See, that's the beauty in learning a writing style. Because I feel like sometimes, too, as writers, we pick up new skills and then you'll get a poem of like just all these new skills. And I think the a writer, when they feel like they consider themselves a good writer, they can use all these different skills in one piece. So I can have a part that doesn't rhyme at all. I can have double entendres. I can have metaphors, similes, like, you know what I mean? I can um, use foreshadowing. Like I can use a piece now to down there write a poem like a short book. Like it's only one page, but really how you read this, you felt like you read like five, six chapters of information that, you know what I mean, you're receiving now. 
I think that's too when our writing starts to strengthen. Like we find less words to say what we're trying to say. We get quicker to the point of what we try to say instead of using all these words to describe. I use five words and paint a better picture than I could with 50 words. That's that's a strong writing, you know what I mean? And that takes years to master. That takes constantly writing pieces and loving some of them, not liking some of them, re-editing some of them, keeping some of them the same. You know what I mean? Like it takes all of that experience to become a really, really strong writer. And I think um, even to give background to poets, background to people who write books, like there's a lot of writing involved. I know a lot of people only see the end product and see you at the shows and stuff or see you putting out a book, but there's so much living and experience that goes into writing. It's not just sitting with a notebook. Like for my poetry, I have to go be out in the world and then I can write about my experience. You know what I mean? Or my experience was so overstimulating. I got to write this shit down. <laughs> and how my mind set up, it just turns into a poem. And this is literally how I be talking to myself about it. And then I'm like, shit, this is a bar. This fire. Let me write this down. Niggas going to feel right. this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it just be my thought. It'd be how I progress in conflict resolution. It'd be how I progress through situation. It'd be how I view myself, how I feel myself in the moment. You know what I mean? Because that's not always attractive and beautiful how we look at ourselves. And that's okay. Like, life's about duality. There's two sides of everything. So there is a side of darkness in us that we do have to experience and tap into. But the key is we don't have to be, be depressed about it. We don't have to let it create anxiety. We don't have to become bitter about it and resent it. We can choose to use that. You know what I mean? Most art is through pain. Like we can use that darkness for to make beauty. You know what I mean? So, but you gotta be in that situation. You can't like watch some movies and read a book and then go write a poem about it. You gotta live this shit to an extent. And then you're just telling us how you feel about what happened to you or what you experienced. You know what I mean? The more creative you get with it, the better. But really, it's about the story. What story are you trying to tell us? Like, what was the point of you writing this? What did you want to get across? And once we start getting to that in our writing, it makes you a stronger writer. It helps you start writing more deliberate pieces. That even if it does sound disconjoined at the beginning, at the end, you're like, okay, I can see this is all one thing. This is all connected. Okay, bet. And it didn't take, like, you know what I mean? Two pages. It didn't take three pages. This motherfucker had, like, ten lines. But the words you chose to use and the orders you put them in, it painted such a picture to where they almost got lost in your poem. They was daydreaming and reading this motherfucker. So to have that, that's the ability I'm trying to get to, like, I'm going to get to, excuse me, in my writing to the point where I want people to read this like it's a novel, but it's going to be so short and quick. You can be like, oh, damn. <laughs> it's going to be like a trailer for a movie. It's going to be like all the best parts. Like, yeah, I need, I need more of this. I need to see the movie. And then I'm going to write a series of those short ones. And then when you add them all together, it'll be one piece. It'll be a novel. You dig? But when you split each chapter up, it's a poem. And then that poem will expand as the more you read and more you get curious, I'm going to put more shit in to get more curiosity, create more stress and anxiety because it's going to help you work through it. Conflict resolution. And all you need to do is breathe and breathe and read and research this shit and then once you research it and you can put it all together you can be like this motherfucker he's an evil genius <laughs> but shit my mentors was niggas like Kanye and shit like you know what I mean there was no hope for me <laughs> I was always gonna be a creator like I was drawn to this shit I, I, I go to museums for hours and just walk around like I'm drawn to art art is my life you dig I see art in everything I do and that's what makes my art and I'll be around artists. <laughs> My closest people are artists. 
Yeah, and 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 that's what's crazy too, because it's like growing up, of course, having you know my older brother being an artist, for shout out to my brother Burn there. So man, he can draw. Yeah, I'll say, oh, go follow him. Wasted talent. Um, six one four, I believe, on Instagram. If not, you know, definitely find it on Facebook. But yeah, my brother. Yeah, he did the first Good Life Art Show. Oh yeah, we bringing that back too this this uh, spring. I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I've been in his inbox. <laughs> Listen, I've been trying to tell him to get to these shows. Dog. Even when I did the um, Art and Soul show uh, last month. Yeah, he month, need to I be in there him. with his stuff, bro. His shit is nice. Yeah. Yeah, my brother is a dope-ass artist. But it's it's crazy that you kind of talk about, you know, being around art and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, like, for me, like, I would have never thought poetry would have been my whole mm-hmm. Forte, you know, sort of tweak, no pun intended. But mm-hmm. like me going through, you know, English class, you know, in grade school, whatnot, that was honestly one of the worst subjects I didn't like. I couldn't stand writing papers, I couldn't stand, you know, doing these like research essays. Like there's just everything I couldn't stand about English class. And honestly, I might just end up writing a piece about it too, more than likely. But the reason why I brought that up, so like I give it all to my best friend. Um, shout out to my bro X, um, who's basically been the reason that he said, go for it. You know, you need to pursue and get this talent out there. Um, so we had like about a two and a half hour like long conversation, might have been three hours. Um this was around like around like I think the summer of 2007 or ish or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I just remember, you know, we were discussing about a lot of things, and he does music. So, you know, one night he was helping me write a song. Okay. So yes, I do have like a little bit of songwriting background too as well. But I wrote like a few, you know, different songs. Really, literally wrote I think about two verses each, a hook on most of the shit. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, damn. And he helped me write this too. Like he like he helped me with the lines, bars, and everything. Mm-hmm. So it was called uh, Pure Rawness. So the inspiration behind that, um, remember that ice cream song, I want to say it's Do Your Thing. Yeah, it was Do Your Thing. It's called, yeah, Do Your Thing. So there was like, Something I think within that course, I kind of like use that as a little reference, but I still, you know, of course, made the hook my own with my yeah. work. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, damn. When I look at my writing skills and making sure making sure everything is rhyming and everything, I'm like, I'm pretty good at this. So funny, funny thing enough, I wrote, I think like a few other tracks. I was just like literally bullshitting around, um, writing these songs. And literally, I had one title, which I'm glad it will never see the light of day when I saw it, because I had to look, literally look back at my old shit. But it was entitled <laughs> Monkey Sex. <laughs> no lie, I'm just they, they, I just thought to myself, I was like, wait a minute. Wow. People are be confused, like, uh, what does that mean? So all, I'm, all I remember is basically, I talked about something about, you know, People being wild and fucking on the ceiling or type shit and whatnot. I was basically wild in that fucking yeah. every day. And then I thought to myself, I was like, yeah. 
<laughs> what what the fuck was I thinking back then? <laughs> like I looked at that poem like, or that song or when I was like, yeah, this this was I'm glad this was definitely never see the light of day. However, though, shout out to my birthday twin Jay, right? Yeah. I did write a song because I remember he always talked about uh family matters always uh, yeah. way back when and whatnot. So I definitely remember hitting them up about, you know. <laughs> You think I could be able to like use that title and whatnot to kind of write a little bit inspirationally? So he gave me the green green light and said it was good. And I remember you know writing it up and everything, and then I shared it, which he thought you know definitely was dope and everything. And I'm like, just imagine like I could be I could be even an artist out here if I really wanted to do music. Um, of course, you know I got a lot of growth I need to do in songwriting because I haven't been, you know. I haven't really like wrote any major like major song, considering the few uh, different songs back when I was pretty much bullshit around. But I would definitely love to grow, you know, in that field, which I've been telling like artists, I'm like, hey, we need a poem, you know, intro piece or whatever. Get with me. Yeah. Like I'm trying. I'm trying to literally grow and expand my all my different talents, aside from you know, going out, performing, you know, at these open lives. And of course, you know, working on my growth to get booked more because I feel like, like I said, I talk about it in my support piece. I deserve more spotlights. I put in what I think is a great amount of work going into you for. Yeah. Um, and just seeing like my peers and everything Talk about like, man, I'm proud of your growth and whatnot. So it, it like it, it literally eats me up. I mean, not saying it eats me up crazy on the inside, but you know that good, you know, good feeling that I'm like, damn. Yeah, that positive reaffirmation. Yeah, that's I'm a good thing. Yeah, I'm making making these people proud out here though. So that's good, bro. Keep going. You know what I mean? And you never know what that's gonna uh, manifest into and look like, but. I feel like being a part of all of this is history. You know what I mean? Like people are gonna look back on all these times, look back and see who did what and who <clears throat> had what kind of pieces. So right now, that's what I focus on. Like what I'm on, what I'm on, uh, right? What's gonna be left behind? What's gonna be said? What I want people to read in thirty years? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And sometimes too, we get to a point of writing where we gotta sit there and write. And it can't always be like growth and progression. Like we have stops, pit stops, and then you get a little bit better. And it's like, okay, I'm going to write in this style. Because some parts of this style, you're going to take on to your next style. Some you won't. Some you'll evolve, learn new skills, you know what I mean, et cetera. But yeah, I want to even start getting, I'm going to start getting people together because uh, we about to get a, a workspace. But I'm going to be getting people together for like writing sessions because I want to do like poetry albums. I want to do like collaborative books. You know what I mean? So this next year, I'm I'm really about to dive back into poetry, and uh, because I'm working on a couple books right now too, so I'm gonna dive in and really put everything out there. But shit, bringing everybody, all the you know hard workers and go getters <laughs> along up, bro, because it's a lot of talent in the city, and I think too a lot of us working together, we're just strengthening our writing, that we can then bounce ideas and bounce stuff off each other. Like, when I work in those, we can have brainstorm sessions. Those are my favorite get-togethers. Like, and I can write, my writing's my strongest. Because I already got people who are seeing this and kind of like, oh, yeah, this is fire. Or, or you know, you could have said that a little differently. 
or you could have used less words. Man. You know what I mean? Or rearranged them words. Just how you got them. It's just, it feels like your mouth is full. And words should just flow out of your mouth. It's like breathing. It should just be natural. You know what I mean? Even when we write it, we got to write it like that and hear it like that. And then once you put it out, other people can let you know if this is hard to hear or, oh, shit, I'm with you. Keep going. Like, what else? Like, what's next? <laughs> That's how you know you got them. It's body language, too. So by us just, you know what I mean, working together, pushing ourselves, pushing each other, like, yeah, we're going to put out some dope shit this next year. We got a lot of dope things going on. Be the Poet is doing a crazy poetry event this summer that I'm going to be a feature in. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, he asked me to feature in that, too, so. Yeah, and, yeah, he told but, me, bro. That's, that's going like, to be crazy. And, and here's the thing, though, like, when he told me, I was like, oh, I want you to write. I was like, wait, what? Because yeah. I'm like, you know, of course, my sis Queen, shout out to again, Queen the Street Poet, you know, who initially, you know, got, you know, asked about it and whatnot. Of course, Christian Fire and whatnot. And then he, like, reached out to me. I'm like, oh, this is for an event. Oh, I get it, though. And then, like, like I say, when it comes to my writing process, it varies. Like, when he told me that shit, I wrote that shit in two days. Mm-hmm. Or, like, one and a half, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, literally, it, I made it I made it work, though. And, of course, I had to say black. You know, I'm always talking, you know, I'm always celebrating the black culture or talking about the black culture. That's just my thing. So, when I wrote that shit, I was like, damn, all of this shit is really making sense right now. Yeah, about what's going on in the city. So I was like, I, I didn't know no punches back, but yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know she remixed that poem he did. So when I heard it that night, I went up to him like, "Oh yeah, I'm about to write to this shit too." Like I told him, like record it so I can listen to it because I'm about to. And yeah. then that's what he hit me like, "Yeah, I'm, all right, we just go do the event around that piece, and then y'all do features and do other pieces too." So instantly, I thought like, "Oh shit!" Like I got half a year to write and get better and work on my writing and strengthen and then when i'm about shit in six months yeah it's gonna be some uh world-renowned poet bars coming up because <laughs> that's that's where i see myself that's where i'm taking this and going to take my peers with me uh i think poets can't there's a lane for some poets to get paid like musicians and tour and do poetry on the road but make a be able to make a living off of it and yeah. Shit, if we gotta be the ones to start that, it is, you know, that's what it is. <laughs> but that's where I'm headed with this. Like I yeah. feel like I can I should be getting paid. And it's I feel like the work we do is just as hard as what musicians do, not to knock or compare. You know, it's just the truth of fact. We're doing the same work, but we ain't getting the same compensation. And it's it's cause they have they got the music, you know what I mean? They got the beats. That shit elevates it. But shit, we can we're gonna start dropping poetry albums and we just gonna start using bass lines, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah>. shit. <laughs> let's see let's see what these streams do <laughs> right i'm like go go stream my shit on all social or all streaming platforms and shit man the day i'd say that i'm like yeah but yeah, it's um, time bro it's time and that's what we're gonna be working on this year that's what i'm gonna what i'm gonna use the podcast for as well when i get my own recording space for poets to come in and we're gonna we're gonna record albums i'm gonna have bands come in and play, we're gonna have jam sessions. We're gonna roll, we're gonna twist a little, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Twist a little, and we're gonna rock out, bro. We're gonna put out some art. I'm telling you, like, we're gonna put out some of the best work any of us have been putting out. And that's the point of this. 
it's healthy competition. It's for all of us to push each other to be our best, not to be better than your counterpart, not to be better than the best in the group. Be the best you've ever been. Yeah, and if you ain't inspired to do that in this circle, like maybe respectfully, this circle ain't for you. You know what I mean? Because it's we looking for elite, and that's and that's what I push for anybody I work with. Like, push yourself. You don't have to push yourself and be two times better than you are today, but you know your limits. Push yourself past those limits. Go a little deeper with your writing. You know what I mean? Be a little more risky with your writing. Say some shit you might not have said two years ago in your writing. Say that shit. See how it goes. See how people react to it. Oh yeah, so they either hate it or love it. They only got two choices, <laughs> and, that, and that's why I'm like unapologetically. I'm like, yeah, I'm but that's when again, these are the things that make us stronger writing when we stop putting those barriers up for ourselves. Like, oh man, what's this person gonna think? And oh, I don't want to offend this person. Like, oh, that's cool. And respectfully, yeah, I don't write to offend anyone, but I also write to tell my truth. And I can't help who my how people feel about my truth. And that's none of my business how you feel about my truth. You know, my place is just to let you know my truth and then stand on that. If I say I write and I believe in, you know, black empowerment, this is what you're going to hear in my pieces. You're never going to hear me talking about white privilege and how slavery was good. You're never going to hear me saying these things ever because <laughs> I'm standing on what I believe on and that shit was trash. So that's what you're going to hear in my pieces. You know what I mean? That's my truth. And, and, and a white person may be like, oh, this offends me. And that's cool. And that's fine. And that's awesome. Here's a cookie. But this is my truth. <laughs> so <Right>. here we <laughs> are. <laughs> I'm like, here the funny thing is, remember, of course, I always said the term white devil, right? And of course, when I started off saying that earlier in my poetry, people looking at me crazy like, but I'm like, people. And then I have to, you know, explain it to them how I look at things. I'm literally talking about, you know, those higher ups and you know, leads to power. Which, the people you talk about know who you talk about. Yeah, of course. A lot of people, most of the people know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But then I thought about it. I was like, okay, we're going to call him Karen to Franks. Because I, when I heard the term Karen, I was like, who is this Karen chick? I was like, oh, you're talking about. She was the poster child for them. <laughs> I was like, so I was like, okay, I'm going to come up with the term Frank. Because I'm like, you know, that's a white male Karen, in my opinion. Yeah. And funny thing enough, like I saw Queen they like they said something with the term territory and then i thought to myself i was like wait a minute what i was like is that my term and phrasing being just used randomly at stores and whatnot i don't know i don't know what was going on but basically <laughs> so something crazy to where i was like my ass so i was like damn and then i like oh, <laughs> like i switched that up in my poetry right yeah so, like in the love me black too yeah um, i pretty much talk about like you know, don't let Frank dictate how you should live your life, like King. When these Franks can't keep their Frank away from these innocent children, uh, mm. child sex trafficking is a problem. Yeah, like that—that's going on right now. So if people didn't get that bar, if you think about it, Frank is another term for you know. Yeah, but I'm like, a most leaner. people, were, most <laughs> most people are going to get that. As far a as wiener, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. First thing, I'm like, nah, yeah. it's witty, it's it's clever. And, and I had to be witty with it. I was like, oh yeah, or just like how I tell these queens, you know what? Yeah. I'm a raised no bitch, but no disrespect. You are a queen. Flip that switch and dismount off that being ten toes down, brimming with the Simone glow. Just tell these Karens, I wish a motherfucking Karen would, because yeah. we all know, you know, as black men and black kings and women and black queens. We the shit. 
Like yeah. we're great as far as with all of our talents and everything. And just think of us as a collective coming together. Yeah. We're dangerous. Yeah. So, and I literally talked about it, I think in like another place, I'd say dangerously intellectual something, but I'll get to those bars in another time. <laughs> yes, sir. So, so is there anything you want to leave us with? We're going to wrap it up. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So before we uh, get out of here, I'm just going to go about, you know, a few other shows I got going on aside from tonight. Uh, like that said, definitely check out Double Happiness. Um, it's called The Feels. There's about five, yeah, five of us poets uh, performing tonight. Nice. It's going to be from eight o'clock till estimated midnight. Don't quote me on it. There's no doors open at eight. Um, okay. This Sunday, we are going to have, you know, the final Poetry in Paradise on a Sunday, which is going to be ugly sweater, ugly hoodie theme. And we got, you know, my sis Jocelyn as the feature of the night. So definitely check us out at the social club. Doors open at eight. So it's going to be really turned. And then uh, December 22nd, uh, it's going to be definitely another quote-unquote poetry in paradise, but it's on a Wednesday at, you know, Sephora Bar. So in actuality, Wednesday technically could be the last poetry in paradise, but to be least on the Sunday. Okay. Either way, December 22nd, meet us at Sephora Bar. Um, I will be your spotlight artist feature, but we all going to be here for Gene the author. Shout out to my bro, Gene, who's going to be the main feature of the evening, and we celebrate his birthday. So nice. it's going to be birthday celebration. Um, I might have some new bars for y'all that Wednesday. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, definitely got to get into the lab this weekend, but other than that, um, be on the lookout for me in 2022, especially with my business Dip Drip. Price is going up at this point. Yes, sir. And I'm also working on a couple of books, um, one titled Infatuated Desires. So it's going to be a collection of about 15. Um, it's going to start off as a chapbook. So it's going to be a collection of about 15 different pieces, which I didn't realize how crazy, creatively nasty I got on these pieces. Yeah. So I'm going to plan on dropping that by my birthday in March on the 3rd. Um, that is my goal. And then I'm also going to work on my full-length book called Love Me Black, which mm. I think it's a fitting title. I always talk about, you know, instead of love me back, love me black, love me how I am, unapologetically, mm-hmm. you know. And it's going to be basically a collection of tons of poems. So I don't have an estimated time on when that will be done, so I'm taking my time with that. But at least infatuated desires to go is for my birthday. And yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be outside though. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Planners get booked more, so let's get it. Sure. That's good to hear, bro. Um, I appreciate you for joining the show yet again. We're gonna do another cannabis episode 2022. Um, yeah, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be that's why I'm excited uh for when I get this space. It's uh it's gonna be like a creative artistic space we all can work in and, and yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of dope things but you'll definitely be in the building bro because we got some work to do. Oh we have we, we most definitely though. You already yes, know. Sir. <laughs> all right everybody, we out. Yes, sir. Yeah.